Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Market View, where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market closed for the day, the biggest movers, sectors, and companies to watch. But first, a quick recap of how we started the day. Closing bell. Well, Singapore shares were poked into positive territory today after global markets ended higher overnight. So in early trade, we do see the Straits Times Index gaining 0.4% to 3,226 points after some 27 million securities changed hands in the broader market. And now off to the closing numbers. The benchmark Straits Times Index closed up 0.29%. We're looking at 3,223 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 800 and 35 million sing dollars now gainers outnumbered losers 275 versus 242 top advances for today we have shangri-la hong kong dollars novo Talis spec and hopa and top decliners gmh usd great eastern and digilife tech now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have Thomson Medical Group after it posted a 66.7% drop in net profit to around $13.8 million for the second half ended June. And meanwhile, from China, slashing stamp duty paid on stock trades for the first time in 15 years to Vietnamese EV maker VinFast, becoming the third most valuable automaker on earth. We've got more international headlines for you. And joining us on the line is Toby Gresham, investment counsellor, team lead at City Private Bank. Toby, welcome back. Thanks so much, Tian. Great to be on. Great to have you on board. And let's start with the usuals. How did the SDI close for the day? So it was up uh, just 0.29% today. Um, and the real news, I, I think, in the market, especially in Asia, was mm. China was on a tear today and was up about 1% uh, on the CSI 300. Mm. And that's really on a promise, promise of policy stimulus. So a lot of the China stocks, including in the, in the um, Singapore exchange, a sort of positive read-through on that news. And any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers as far as the Singapore market is concerned? No, I mean, it was it was pretty balanced with some, you know, the likes of Capital Land down 1.3%, you know, being offset by the likes of, of one of the stronger movers, DFI Retail, who, who own cold storage. They mm. were up 1.6% on, on a broker upgrade. Um, the banks, you know, they were pretty positive on, on anything uh, positive on China. It tends to read through to um, any of their China holdings, and, and they were up between 04 to 0.8%. Mm. And let's take a look at some of the companies to watch for today. We do have Thomson Medical Group because it posted this 66.7% year-on-year drop in net profit for the second half and June. Uh, share seesawed after that result release. But more broadly, Toby, if we look at the healthcare or healthcare-related stocks, uh, are there, does this piece of earnings results from Thomson signal any major headwinds for them? Yeah, there wasn't too much reaction from the other names like Raffles. Mm. Um, and that was really on the back of um, the, 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 the drop that we saw accounted a lot for the project side of their business, where they'd closed a lot of those vaccination centers that we went for our COVID yeah. jabs, closing those down. Um, what did come out, though, was headwinds and, you know, expenses and increasing expenses we're seeing across the board in, in a lot of companies. Um, and that was really on the back of inflation and wage growth. So they were up about 18 um, percent. I think. Looking through to other names in the industry, we are seeing tremendous growth potential in medical tourism mm. now that things are settling down post-COVID. Yeah. So I think that is a positive. Um, looking again at Thompson Medical, they did have um, some, some very good revenue generation coming out of Malaysia. 
And that just points to the fact that international revenue growth and, and the opportunity for some of these established healthcare providers in Singapore to expand their brand abroad, I, mm. I think that's a positive to read through as well. Mm, and let's talk about property developers as well, uh, Toby. Main bot-listed property developer Oxley Holdings it sank further into the red. We're looking at a net loss of $83.4 million for the second half ended June. Again, to what extent does this provide us clues on the health of the property sector here in Singapore or the health of property developers here in Singapore? Yeah, so Oxley is one of the smaller developers. Mm. And so as a result, you, you end up with a smaller number of projects, which when the results do come through can be lumpier throughout the year. Yeah. And so really that accounts for why we saw their top line and saw revenues down. Um, but again, finance costs. So, you know, it goes without saying with rates up and, and costs rising, the cost of borrowing for them, that was up about 20 for for the first half of the year. And reading through to the sort of rest of the market, those increased finance costs when we think about property developers and the REIT market in general, Mm -hmm. that is going to be an issue and continues to be so. But when we also think about Singapore market, it has held up amazingly well. And a lot, thinking about the investors, that they continue to enjoy very strong income from these, uh, these specific stocks. And so they have been, what I described, is very resilient in this market thus far this year. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Toby Gresham, Investment Counselor Team Lead at City Private Bank. And Toby, let's switch gears to look at some of the headlines around the world. Uh, China's finance ministry, it announced that stamp duty on stock trading was halved. Transaction handling fees submitted by brokers to exchanges also reduced. How much of a boost was this to Chinese markets so far? I mean, it's been about a day or two since it was announced. What are you looking at? Yeah, so when the news first came out, Monday session, we did see a big spike on this news. Um, but during the course of trading day on Monday, it gave much of that game back. And, you know, officials who came out said that they were, were looking to do this to attempt to activate capital markets. Yeah. But the, the reality is what we're hearing from the market in terms of the reaction is that they want to activate consumer demand. And so there's, there's not just a need for more targeted fiscal stimulus here which I think is crucially important over monetary stimulus, Mm. but it's the quantum that will be sufficient to turn around confidence. So when we move through to today, it was a different story. CSI 300 up 1%. And that was because officials again came out yesterday and made further pledges around government spending and support. The market clearly saw that as a positive. It rallied up and we saw net foreign buying in the CSI 300 uh, today. Our view really is that, look, this rally will be short-lived without a step change in stimulus measures. So Mm. having heard that support and and policy uh, pledge, we need to see some follow through that. Mm, I guess confidence is really the key word and has been the key word for the past few months as well. And in terms of corporate news, Toby, China's BYD said first half profit jumped over 200% as the new energy vehicle maker broke its delivery record. On the note, we also saw Vietnamese EV maker VinFast seeing its valuation growing so much that it is now the third most valuable automaker behind your Tesla and Toyota. So the big question is who will be the big boys in the automotive space looking ahead? Yeah, so, um, I mean, Vinfast did have an amazing opening uh, IPO, and mm. there is a lot of interest around this sector. Um, look, I think delivery is going to be key here and not just really promise uh, in regard to these stocks. There are two groups that we're focused on. There's the established players, the Ford, the Nissans, the Volkswagens, that have recognized brands but are fast trying to pivot and you know, hit ambitious goals to produce sufficient EVs. But they have the scale. 
On the flip side, we have some of the, you know, the names that you shared, Tesla, BYD, and Vinfast, which are the specialist manufacturers, and, and they're busy building out their brand. But mm. you know, last year, Tesla produced, I think, about 1.3 million cars. BYD produced 1.8 million cars. Vinfast, less than 10,000. And mm. so the big boys for the future are going to be those that have sufficient production as to take market share. Mm, it's all about execution, isn't it? And uh, speaking of Vinfast, Toby, to what extent has Vinfast's uh, blowout debut on the U.S. Nasdaq paved the way for more U.S. IPOs by Vietnamese tech unicorns in particular? Yeah, so Vinfast, I think back on the 15th of August, um, had this IPO through a SPAC. And um, I mean, I think the important thing to highlight around some of these mm-hmm. um, very impressive initial yep. performance numbers is it was very thinly traded. It's got a very tiny free float. Yeah. And it was also, uh, you know, it, it, IPOing in an incredibly hot sector. So I think that goes some way to explain why it was such a successful um, initial IPO. Thinking more a little bit about Vietnam, look, it is an already an established manufacturing hub. And we, we are seeing some quite prominent uh, businesses looking to take advantage of the low-cost skilled workforce. And they are doing a great job winning business from China, uh, along with, you know, the, say, the likes of India. I would sort of think to someone like Foxconn, um, Mm. where they're diversifying their Apple supply chain, and Vietnam has been a big beneficiary of that and continues to be so. And I think more companies like Foxconn will look to that to diversify some of their um, single country risk on manufacturing. So in answer to the question, I reckon it's a good chance we're going to see more Vietnamese corporate success stories coming out of Vietnam into the future. Thanks a lot, Toby. That was Toby Gresham, Investment Counselor Team Lead at City Private Bank. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.